This is In the Know for Monday, July 12, the 193rd day of 2021. There are 172 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Going to be a big week around the area leading into a big weekend. And we'll have your chance to win with the water cooler question. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You're I'm starting good. to sound a little congested like me. Yes, and I'm I'm being like Uber mom this morning. Yeah. So, so we got a sick child. Yes. We got uh, at least and one, mm-hmm. and uh, you are congested. Yes. I am. I said I was going to be well by today. I feel better, but I don't sound better. No, you don't. And so I'm going to buy myself another couple of days before I might be back to normal. Uh, you, you, uh, We've been in situations the last few weeks where we are um, having to use public restrooms a lot. Yes? Yes. Do you have a preference between paper towels or hand dryers in the public restroom? Um, it depends. I've heard some news stories that the hand dryers actually spit out more bacteria or whatever. I think that was a misty yeah, thing. They just, I'm not they, really sure. They blow things around more. For me, yeah. I prefer... Paper towels. We're told that paper towels is the way to go. That paper towels is actually the safest. It's the superior way to go when drying off your hands. So no. just uh, keep that in mind. And I can also open the door. Yep, with, with your paper, paper towel. towel. Sure. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, and even Caneyville. He's Sam Gormley, and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Uh, good. How are you? Hmm, not too bad. Uh, long weekend, short weekend, good weekend, uh, yeah, bad weekend? Yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend. Um, I think later on the show we'll talk a little bit more about what I, I'm a little sore. Oh, using, you're sore? Yeah, using muscles that I'm not necessarily used to using, which I think makes me feel really out of shape. But um, <laughs> we are... Uh, <laughs> You uh, you told me, and, and you're right, I, I do want a full um, explanation of what it is, but on Friday you told me you were going foaling. Correct. And I, I like to, th- I consider myself someone who knows a lot about sports and even about more obscure sports that maybe aren't so mainstream, but I must admit, foaling was nowhere on my radar, so I'm looking forward to being educated later on in the show. And you're not the only one, because when my friend said, hey, do you want to go foaling, I said, do you mean bowling? Uh-huh. No, he means foley. It's not well, anything like snipe hunting. It's a combination. It's like, like not like a trick <laughs> sport. It's actually a combination of two sports. So I guess we'll, even three. We'll, if you want to throw cornhole in there really? too, it's even you could got a little cornhole to gracious. it as well. It sounds like uh, the perfect storm of sports converging. I had something interesting happen to me yesterday, which was a uh, testament to. It was an affirmation of how many people enjoy our beautiful scenery and our lakes. You know, we're the we we talk a lot about Twin Lakes and we talk a lot about Rough River and Nolan and we know how the population skyrockets in the summers and especially on weekends when people visit our areas. And by and large, they're pretty well behaved. You know, it's not like one of those towns where it's like, "Oh good, the tourists are here." Mm-hmm. Generally, the tourists are here, and we benefit from them because they, you know, they they spend money in the economy and they turn it over. But something interesting happened to me yesterday that um, you would have probably not convinced me thirty years ago would happen. But I was out running an errand on my way to church yesterday morning, and I was at the intersection of the Byway and South Main Street, and I was going south. All right, so I'm going toward the parkway, and I've come down Mm -hmm. in front of Southgate Mall, Mm -hmm. and I'm just sitting there at one of the busiest intersections probably in the county. Right there by New City Hall? Right there by the new Litchfield City Hall. And at the traffic light, 
I am one of four vehicles. Okay. And so I have a Kentucky plate. My my vehicle is registered in the state of Kentucky. But in front of me was a license plate from Oklahoma. They're far from home. In the lane to my right, the vehicle across from them was from Pennsylvania. Hmm. And as the light turned green and the vehicle that was beside me, they sped up and got ahead of me a little bit. And that vehicle was from Minnesota. And I thought, how weird that here we are on a July Sunday morning at the intersection of Kentucky 259 and the Western Kentucky Parkway, in theory, vehicles that are bringing, that have contact to Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, and here in my hometown, all together. And it just it just spoke to me in that, you know, there are a lot of people who are coming and going from all over the all over the country who might be here. And that was just one particular moment where four vehicles came into contact with one another. So things like that may be happening very frequently. They just don't happen to me to notice. But anyway, it was just it just kinda left an impression on me that Well, well I know this weekend there'll be a lot from different states that ab- come in. Absolutely. I mean, and that's this was sort of an off weekend, if you will. The fourth mm-hmm. the fourth of July was last weekend. Mm-hmm. The Twin Lakes National Fiddlers Championship is coming this weekend, so I, I don't know. Maybe they got their days mixed up. <laughs> but for whatever reason, we don't <laughs> mind so long as you behave. Correct? Yes. It's absolutely. one little footnote. <laughs> Just behave while you're here and and we don't mind. More spotty tropical downpours today. We'll see some heavy rainfall uh, while thunderstorm coverage will be more scattered today than it was over the weekend. We'll see some one to two inches of rainfall uh, totals are still possible. We're going to see a hotter pattern that will limit thunderstorm coverage to rule the middle of the week. But another cold front may cause more trouble for us by the weekend. So that's kind of something to keep an eye on as the Twin Lakes National Fiddlers Championship does roll into town. Uh, We start the weekend with fireworks and some festivities around the square on Friday and then a full day of entertainment on Saturday. So may have to dodge some of those Mid-July, you know, mid to late July thunderstorms well, that we the, typically do. The last one, the 2019 version, it was, I think, 175 degrees, okay. and we were cooking. I don't think there was a cloud in the sky, so I think we're getting kind of the other edge. I think we need, like, a happy medium. I think officially it was listed at only 174 it, degrees. It, 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 the feels-like temperature I'm talking about the black top. Yeah, because yeah, we were cooking. You measured the tarmac. Oh, yes. I got mm-hmm. it. Uh, thunderstorms today, 60% chance, a high of 84 Scattered thunderstorms, 40% chance tonight, low of 72. Rain chance of 60% for your Tuesday with thunderstorms and a high of 85 is what you have to look forward to in store. I am glad that we're not dealing with the heat wave and the temperatures that Sam just mentioned like some of our fellow Americans out in the western United States are where they keep setting high temperature record after high temperature record and they have... Uh, hundreds of wildfires that are burning and the heat just makes it that much harder for first responders to battle blazes. Uh, they had a small plane crash in Arizona yesterday while they were um, they were helping do recon over some of these fires and it it crashed when you it's that warm you know, things just don't work like they're uh, like they're supposed to. This picture looks fake. This picture does look fake. Um, it looks like something you'd see in a movie with CGI and it's Yep, but this is an actual photo from within a wildfire out west. Uh, Death Valley in the Mojave Desert reached 128 degrees on Saturday, according to the National Weather Service, but that temperature was actually lower than the previous day at 130 on Friday. Las Vegas still continues to set all-time record high. We've been to Las Vegas when it was hot. We've We've been 112, 113, 117 was the high on Saturday. Uh, Palm Springs, California, hit a record high of 120 on Saturday. So, anyway, it's um, dangerous. I think I've only had, like, 118 high. in San Antonio, and that was that was way too hot. I can't imagine 10 sure. degrees warmer yeah. than that. And the thing in San Antonio, 118, you had some humidity in San Antonio that you don't have in the desert. You, know, you don't have the humidity. If there was there. much. There wasn't much. Yeah. It was hot. The... Um, well, there's a new astronaut. Well, there's several new astronauts in our country today after Richard Branson and uh, Virgin Galactic went to space yesterday. At least 
They knocked on the door of space, went some 53.5 miles up over the New Mexico desert, enough to experience three to four minutes of weightlessness and witness the curvature of the Earth. So I guess Richard Branson is technically, what, the first billionaire in space? He beat Bezos. He beat Bezos by a couple of weeks, and uh, Elon Musk doesn't have any plans to go, but he's got plans to send more people there. But the uh, And, of course, former President Trump, you know, taking credit for paving the way for billionaires <laughs> to go to space with the launch of Space Force. You know, he spoke at CPAC over the weekend, so it... Uh, I did love where they took off from in New Mexico. Truth or consequences, New Mexico. I love that. Me too, because somebody <laughs> somebody in the old wrestling days, in the old OVW wrestling or, you know, when Jerry Lawler and all those people were in, there was some famous wrestler, I can't remember right now exactly who it was, who hailed from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, which sounded like such an ominous place. Yes. You know? yeah. I mean, if you want to take off from someplace, don't you want to take off from there? Well, there's truth and there's consequences. So actually, you get either or. Yeah, it's an there, or there's... in there. It's not truth and consequences. You're not it's, sure what you're going to get. It's truth or consequences. As we kind of pivot uh, after the 4th of July holiday into being able to now see early August and the return to school, some of the conversations return to what the classroom is going to look like. As we return, the CDC is saying there's no need for vaccinated teachers or students to wear masks in the coming school year. Again, that's the CDC. I I can't tell you what state officials and others may be saying, but this guidance came out on Friday. The vaccinated teachers and students don't need to wear masks inside school buildings. The changes come amid a national vaccination campaign in which children as young as 12 are eligible to get shots as well as a general decline in COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths. The nation's top public health agency is not advising schools to require shots for teachers and vaccine-eligible kids, but it's also not offering guidance on how teachers can know which students are vaccinated or how parents can know which teachers are immunized. So this is going to be kind of a complicated issue, except... In Kentucky, only 25% of eligible school kids have been vaccinated to date. Now, we know that young children have not had, they've held up much better to the COVID-19 than certainly the opposite end of the demographic spectrum. But it doesn't mean that they can't hand it to one another and then it be carried to different places. And, you know, so we've not been congregating as much over the last couple of months, but that congregation in the classroom is going to return. So schools, states and schools are going to have some very difficult decisions on what to do when the CDC says if you're vaccinated, no, no trouble about a mask. But if you're not, then that's a different conversation. It just kind of makes me wonder if this is the CDC and public health's way of kind of driving at people that you get treated differently if you haven't done something than those that have done something. And then, uh, you know, Florida is a, Florida is an example where if you are or you're not, you're supposed to behave differently. But Florida is not allowed to ask you if you have or you haven't. So then people just. You're relying upon them to do what they want rather than do what they're told. So I don't know how schools are going to handle this, but I know, Sam, you and I know just from working in the schools the last few days of this last school year, they were kind of trying to figure it out on the fly even as they were departing one another's company. I think it's kind of one of these things that this time a year ago they were scrambling with a bunch of new information, and they thought, oh, well, maybe this time – you know, right now would be a little different, but I still think that there's still new information coming out every day that they're having to change plans we learn and a little shift more, and, and everything. Learn more all the time. So, again, it's, you know, what we're uh, less than a month away from the return to the classroom for uh, students here in Grayson County, at least. Kentucky's general fund ended the fiscal year with a $1.1 billion surplus, which is the highest ever in the Commonwealth, according to Governor Bashir. He said receipts grew by 10.9% in fiscal year 2021, the highest annual growth rate in 26 years. The general fund pays for most state services, including education, health care, and public safety. He says, this is the governor who said, folks, this economy is on fire. Okay. It's on fire compared to 2020. (laughs) Um, What I would like to do is I'd like to throw out the math 
from 2020 and then stitch those together and then you get true pro forma on how things are doing. I think the economy of Kentucky is certainly trending in the right direction, but I'd like to see that over a five-year, five-year, six-year growth to see what it actually looks like. To say it's the largest growth in 26 years is misleading whenever you, you know, unless you want to put an asterisk by it. But I would also say there's a reason Kentucky has $1.1 billion surplus in the general fund is because the amended budget really pulled in spending because they didn't know what receipts were going to look like. But also if you get this big splash of money from the federal government on things, part of your, your part of 1.9 trillion and 1.6 trillion and, of course, you're going to have more money because you don't know where you're going to need it. So I think it's a little bit misleading to be doing a victory lap saying the economy is on fire. Well, compared to the previous 12 months, yes. Compared to the previous 24 months, I don't know. I'm not an, uh, I would have to do a, more of an economic study on that to, to decide. All 120 passengers are safely off a ship that ran aground at Lake Barkley. Which is an odd. I'm not sure that I really even knew that you could passenger have, traffic that there was yeah, like large yeah, yeah. passenger traffic. And I mean, I mm-hmm. but that's I've driven over Lake Barkley however many times I've gone to Graves County. And that's yeah. the only time I've ever been there. It was just when I heard about this originally, I thought, well, this is odd because mm-hmm. um, we thought about the sh- the ship in Egypt. What was that six months ago yeah, that was that stuck blocked the Suez Canal? Uh-huh. Sure, but after fifty plus hours stuck on a cruise ship and. You know, when I think of cruise ships and being stuck on one, well, I don't know. We were actually stuck on one. We a were a little bit. Out, I don't know. We got to go to port like yeah. during the day, and we we were fine. We were just delayed on our return voyage home. Yeah. These people were actually stuck on a sandbar for fifty hours in Lake Barkley. Yeah, so it's, it's not like you're on the largest cruise so ship weird. in the world and have anything that you want, including broadband, etc. And you're. Probably in a little bit of a paradise as You're well. You're on some know, riverboat called American Jazz. In the middle of western Kentucky. Stuck in Katie's. I mean, <laughs> you know, all respect to Katie's. It's not the Caribbean. So um, they finally came in and transferred all of the 120 passengers off and then shuttled them back to Nashville. They have uh, the boat's still there. American Jazz is still on the is still on the sandbar. Which, if they take the passengers off and they've dropped their water load by fifty percent, and they still can't get it to float, man, they're stuck. <laughs> you know, because they use tugs. They've removed one hundred and twenty people, and they removed their luggage, and they removed half the water storage they are carrying. If they still can't, they're not a little bit stuck. They're big stuck. So. I think it's only the yep. crew, some of the crew left yeah, on board. Basically, uh, what do you even do with that? I mean, that's crazy. Big crane <laughs> coming there. And I, I don't, I don't know. A Kentucky pianist invited to perform at Carnegie Hall in 2022 from down the road in Owensboro. Her name is Diane Earl, and she's been invited to uh, be the premier pianist at a Carnegie Hall performance in July of 2022. It's July 10th. Of 2022. So, neat designation for her. Uh, good to see a fellow Kentuckian doing something great. Sam, you're good with directions. Do you know the way to Carnegie Hall? New York City, right? No, practice, practice, practice. That's how you get to Carnegie. Ba-dum-bum. Hey, do you have some cricket cricket sounds? I expected cricket sounds on that one. A Bucks blowout last night. Uh, Giannis has 41. The Greek Freak as the Suns now lead the finals 2-1, to one. they'll be going back to uh, – they'll be in Milwaukee again tomorrow night and then going back to Phoenix. They, they, needed, they needed Milwaukee to win a game. Mm-hmm. Ratings are bad enough for the series. They need to get as much as they can out of it. A uh, bit of a shocker, the United States falls – the United States men's basketball team fell to Nigeria, 90-87. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Well, no, no. Let me restate it. The U.S. men's basketball team falls to Nigeria, ninety to eighty-seven, in pre-Olympic opener. When the previous two times they played them, they beat them by a combined almost hundred and thirty points. This is my problem with the NBA in general: is that they typically don't start playing until the end of the third quarter on the norm, 
and then they typically don't start playing until about the third quarter of the season. When really they should just have the pre, they should just have the playoffs and the finals and and be done with it. Uh, perhaps a big crisis averted, a big arrest in Colorado in advance of tonight's home run derby and tomorrow night's All Star game. That a hotel housekeeper noticed something was awry. And four people have been arrested. More than a dozen weapons and hundreds of rounds of ammunition have been seized at the downtown Denver Hotel, which is one block from Coors Field. Well, after what happened in Las Vegas with the Route 57, well, that mm-hmm. music festival out there, no one takes any wow. chances on that. And good catch. I don't know. The FBI, I think, is now involved. I don't know that something ominous was planned for tonight. I think the FBI said that they didn't think anything was planned. Yeah. But I don't know how you can. They did say the All-Star game. They believe the All-Star game to be safe. Yes. But you get something like that, get somebody's attention, and um, uh, good for her in paying attention on, I I assume it was a her, good for her on paying attention. The Reds, right before the All-Star break, uh, defeated the Brewers 3-1. to Reds had a good weekend, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, playing really, really, really well. They're the hottest team in baseball based on record in the last 10 games. And they will host the Brewers after the All-Star break in Cincinnati this weekend. First time that they played a team seven straight times in a non-playoff format since like the 50s. Really? So it's kind of an interesting factor. Okay. Well, those two teams will be playing this weekend. Uh, Again, All-Star game is tomorrow night. Uh, Otani going to win the... Who's going to win? Shohei? Aaron Judge, who's going to win? See, it's going to be it's interesting because you got to deal with the thin air. You know, can yeah. they breathe properly? I'm going to go Trevor's story because he's the Rocky and he's used to it. All right, and Kurt Busch won the final NASCAR race on the present surface and configuration at Atlanta yesterday. Anybody who beats Kyle Busch, including his brother, is okay in my book. See, I didn't like it because they called it the Quaker State Quaker State 400. Uh, I'm like, yeah, oh no, that's not Kentucky. it. That's Kentucky's Absolutely. race. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. This segment of In the Know is brought to you by our friends at Plasticon. Plasticon needs you for second and third shift. They also have part-time opportunities available for you now. Uh, $15.75 an hour and a $500 sign-on bonus. Uh, Incentives for you. Uh, Let's see. uh, Attendance incentives, weekend incentives, and also, Sam, they have food trucks that come by. Oh. You know, it's like, oh, bring me the food truck. Yeah, Yes, I mean, that's what I want. Can, can we get food trucks here? Uh, <laughs> sure. After they leave plastic on, <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll come right by. Today is Different Colored Eyes Day. I don't have that. It is Eat Your Jello Day today. I don't mind Jello. I think it's a coincidence that it's also Bill Cosby's birthday today. Ooh. Mm. Well, so Different Colored Eyes. Elaine and I watched Chicken Squad last night. And so one of the main dogs... So it's a bunch of chickens, but there's the main dog. It okay. has different colored eyes, and she drew my attention to that. Really? So we've watched like eight episodes, but up until last night, she was like, hey, Mama, she has different color eyes. So, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it is eat. Uh, it is Etch-A-Sketch Day today. We saw the world's largest Etch-A-Sketch last week. <laughs> Said something at Disney? Yeah, at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios at the uh, Toy Story Movie Mania. Why did did you see the thing that the Toy Story, all of the toys at Toy Story that they're selling at Disney don't have Andy's name on the boot? They have Bonnie's name on the boot now? I was watching a video about this, that they've changed the name at all of the Disney stores where they sell. I'm not sure that's true because I... Really? There was a a Woody... I was watching something. Maybe they only had half of them. There was a Woody doll that was... In Alea's hand, really? and I confirmed that it said Andy. Andy, okay, bottom. good, yeah. good. Thank you. That, mm-hmm. uh, can't believe everything you read on the internet. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it's also pecan pie day today. So, uh, pecan pie is um, there's a sweet spot for pecan pie with me. I like it, but um, you can get it wrong. Yes. When I when I get pecan pie, I look forward to a particular kind. 
And then when it's not that kind, I say, oh, I wish I had never even been told there was pecan pie. It's like I can be crestfallen in a hurry. So it's hard for me to describe. Are you are you in on pecan pie? Yeah, I mean yeah, that's just, fine. It's not necessarily sound, at the top of my you sound top of my. Yeah, I mean I'll me. give me a slice of it. I'll eat it, but I'm not necessarily gonna get it at a buffet. Sam, you went foaling this weekend. Yes, foaling. So it's a if 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 I were trying to look at word origin of foaling, it's it's taking the word football and the word bowling and combining them together. Is that fair? Correct. Okay. That's probably the most basic way to describe it. And you it. said that it has elements of cornhole to it as well, but they couldn't cook cornhole into the word? No, because I, I just think of it as cornhole because you've got bowling pins set up on two different boards, and you're standing on opposite sides, and you're throwing a football trying to knock down the bowling pins on the opposite side. Okay. So the cornhole effect is kind of that you're trying to get your object to the other side and perform some semblance of a task. Right. And you have to clearly reset your own pins. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's that's the that's the tough part. All right. And they're a lot heavier than they look too. I'm not sure if you've ever lifted up like a I I don't know what I was expecting. I guess it makes sense, but No, I've never had a part time job at the bowling alley. Yeah, it's just I <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting as Nor far as, as the a weights, juggler. I've not juggled either. But um luckily they give you nice little dots that you can you can put it down on. But I see. It, it was interesting but when you throw a foot, I don't necessarily throw football that often. And when you throw it for three straight hours, it it adds so up. So it's a three hour ordeal. Okay. Yeah, it you can rent. I think we rented a we rented a a lane or something along the lines. Of, yeah, I think is yeah, what it was yeah, for okay. like a two hour period, and then the okay. last hour was what they called free play. So when we would just switch off teams, so your teammates with a person that's on your side. And you just keep switching off throws. You throw it down, then the other person throws it back. Whichever team knocks all the pins down first wins and then okay. i don't know if we were playing it the right way but we just decided okay the winner stays loser you know two more people come in and got it okay it's uh, um so i think everyone is dying to know are you better at this than axe throwing well i mean <laughs> like i said though it could i have been worse no i mean it it you mean at axe throwing, you couldn't have been worse. No, I could I have been worse at foaling oh. than I was at axe throwing? And I think the answer is probably no, because I at least have experience throwing a football. So by default, you had to be better. Correct. But, Correct. Okay. Yeah, no, I was. Were it you was, competitive? Yeah. It, it took me a little bit of time, because it's so different, because you're used to, when you throw a football, hitting a moving target down the field that is roughly the same height as you. And this is on the ground certain amount of time that's not moving and it's it's it just took me a little bit of time to get used to the the difference do you have to do you have to tom brady it or can you underhand it can you roll it like a bowling ball but above I, the ground if you want? i was in one game that we both teams had one pin left and it was just we were going and it was probably 10 minutes and finally we were all just trying to do i got down on a knee and was trying to throw it uh, my partner was underhanding it uh-huh. Uh, people yeah. were running and throwing it until finally somebody knocked it down, and it was it was a, it was a long round, yeah. and it was getting to the point where somebody was just thinking like, "Okay, come on." I think I might have gotten to the point where I'd have just like in chess, I'd just kick that tenth pin over, say, "You win, I'm out of here." <laughs> I see. I'm I'm way too competitive. I got to do something else. <laughs> no, I just I, I don't <laughs> want to win that much. I want to smooth. Want to be out of my misery. Can we do something else? But That's it was it I'm, was very. Entertaining, and I know we all said that we would definitely do it again. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, well, it looks it interesting. Good. Foaling is what it's called. Foaling. All right. Very good. Uh, you can now get peanut butter, uh, peanut M and M's, peanut butter. I'm I'm surprised it took us this long to get this. I'm a little surprised it took us this long to get it as well. And it first made me wonder: is this just flavored like peanut butter? But it's actually got the flex. It's got the hard candy shell crunched up into small pieces and it's inside the peanut butter so it's m&m's peanut butter with crunchy m&m's peanut pieces uh miss buckles you're saying no absolutely not you're you're quite the peanut butter purist purist. aren't you yes yeah i mean they're plain creamy jiff that's it i mean does it say it's crunchy too crunchy m&m's peanut butter I think that's what it says. Crunchy M and M's peanut pieces. I oh, guess pieces. Pe- okay, yeah, that's so, so I, it's not necessarily crunchy. It's it's not crunchy peanut butter, and then throw in the peanut M and M's. This is made crunchy by virtue of the peanut M and M's. Okay, I, I'll give it's uh, twelve ninety nine a jar. So Ooh. it's not cheap. 
Okay. Well, that's craziness. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I even if, if I were interested, I don't. If think it was I three would or four dollars, maybe, <laughs> but I don't know that I wanted thirteen dollars. That's what it says. It also says that it's being launched in the United Kingdom. Well, all right. So through Candy Funhouse, whoever that is. All right. So is that thirteen pounds then? No, it actually says twelve ninety nine. Oh, I was going to say, but I think I don't. It, it really has the dollar sign on it. I don't know where the thirteen pounds will make it better or worse. The conversion's <laughs> been done, I suppose. A sealed copy of Super Mario sixty four has sold for one point five six million dollars, breaking the record for the most expensive game ever sold. Wow! I never understand the point of buying sealed games. I don't know. Everyone's got their thing, but to me, the point of owning a game is. Well, that's kind of like any collectible being new in box. True. Yeah. I at least understand like an action figure, but it's like a game. It, play it. That's the point. Um, so back in the day of uh, the NES and SNES, it wasn't uncommon for games to sell at $80 or, I mean, considering inflation, over $100 for a single game. Now... Um, it's hard enough for a developer to sell a game for seventy, let alone for something like a hundred, these days. And more and more, you're seeing game passes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. you know, I've kind of been interested. A few years ago, um, Beej, you got me the Microsoft Flight Simulator, and yeah, that's been a while. there's a new version of that software that's out, but it's available on the Xbox console, so that you can, if you have a subscription to Xbox. Game whatever game, the equivalent pa- game pass I think is what game they call pass it. is that what it is what then it. you get access to the Microsoft Simulator and so I thought well I mean if one of these days if we ever get off of our CompuServe internet then <laughs> might be something that I could could consider by the way the NCTC people are in our neighborhood mm. <laughs> just moments away then boop, 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 boop. <laughs> hello windstream. <laughs> Just name the price, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, I hope they end up. I cannot up in, wait to say goodbye. I hope they end up in my neighborhood sometime soon, but I don't think they will. You've got options. Well, I now, I now have another option in recently. Mm, good for you. I need yeah. to check out. It's nice to have set. options. Yeah. Yes. Well, until like three months ago, I had option. I mean, you've had an option. Yes, correct. There are some of us who have not had a single option. Well, that doesn't go. (laughs) After getting pulled over outside a store in suburban Cleveland, a motorist sought to deter officers from the traffic stop by calling 911 to falsely report a shooting a few blocks from the retailer. Dug yourself a deeper hole. According to investigators, 34-year-old Muhammad Kabir was driving Saturday afternoon when his vehicle was pulled over by a South Euclid Police Department outside a uh, store. who uh, Kabir, who lives in nearby Cleveland Heights, was behind the wheel despite having a suspended driver's license with a vehicle ex- with expired plates. He had a two-year-old boy who was with his mother in the car, not in a child safety seat. In a misguided effort to avoid a series of traffic citations, he called in a fake 911 call of a male being shot on a street nearby so that they would have to drop what they were doing and go and respond to that. It didn't work. Worth, <coughs> worth a shot, though, maybe? <coughs> maybe? Desperate people will do desperate things. I get that. But now you got yourself a, a different charge. That yep. Probably should, yeah. And I saw this on Twitter over the weekend and didn't know any of the details. An apparently unhinged woman was duct-taped to an airplane seat last week after she allegedly attacked the flight crew and tried to open the door of the aircraft in mid-flight. Video posted on social media uh, showed the gray-haired woman with silver duct tape over her mouth and her arms and bodily seemingly taped to the seat. She could be heard screaming, you, 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 as passengers exited the American Airlines Flight 1774 between Charlotte, it was from it was on its way from DFW to Charlotte on July sixth, and halfway through the flight, which would have already been delayed for at least three hours, took they took to the air at midnight and sometime middle of the flight, she went to the door and said, "I've got to get off this plane. You've got to let me get off this plane." 
and it took all of the flight crew to subdue her. She bit one of the flight attendants, and then they went. Apparently, they've got tools we don't know they have. They went into overhead bins and got into some bags and got rolls of duct tape. I I wish they would have had some of the fancy duct tape, though, or some, you know. Yeah, a color other than gray on this. Get get her some pink one. Her attorney says that she had some type of psychotic break. Like, you don't say. I mean, yeah. And I Uh, feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for her as well. But but I am so proud of the... How much danger is she putting people in by saying, I'm going to, I mean, if you don't understand, you can't open that door. We got bigger problems. They just straight uh, up duct tape her. I am kind of interested how they blurred the photograph, though. You know, you're not getting a real good idea of her identity. So kind of, uh, kind of makes sense, I guess, of what's going on. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Terms idiot, imbecile, and moron are all medical classifications <laughs> for people with certain IQ ranges. So 0 to 20 is idiot. 21 to 50 is uh, imbecile. And 51 to 70 is moron. Wow. And I decided that that math checks out. <laughs> like, yep, that's about right. I mean, you want to argue? I know some idiots that are <laughs> that have higher IQs. No, though. I was going to say, I know plenty of morons. <laughs> I think I use the word idiot more, but I think I probably am oh, I'm underestimating. I think we know lots of morons. Uh, I wear jack wagon falls. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> 71 to 76 is probably <laughs> would be more inclined. Here's today's water cooler question. Your chance to win by calling 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. Going to give you your choice of prizes today. You can have tickets to Holiday World, Kentucky Kingdom, or Beach Bend, whichever you prefer. If you can solve today's water cooler question by calling 270-259-6000, more of this is sold on Sundays than any other day of the week. More of this is sold on Sundays than any other day of the week. What is it? 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. More of this is sold on Sundays than any other day of the week. Both of you are busy writing. I mean, I could go all day on this one. How specific is this answer? Sam, you think I'm going to give you a clue? I'm not <laughs> giving you a clue. Wanting to know how specific I should be getting. At the box office, Black Widow breaks the pandemic-era box office record. The Walt Disney Company revealed yesterday the movie brought in more than $215 million globally over its first weekend, including $80 million in the domestic box office, $78 million in the international box office, and over $60 million on Disney Plus Premier Access globally. Will you watch this? Uh, eventually. I don't. You won't go to the theater and watch it? Absolutely not go to the theater for it. Uh, I think my going to the theater days may be over. Really? Unless Star Wars is in the title. Oh, dear. I think there's a good chance that my going to the theater, especially... Or Frozen. If I can... If they go Frozen Although, however, back to the said internet problem. As soon as the said internet problem is fixed and Frozen 3 will come straight to the house, like... Our TV is big enough. Exactly. So no, you're, just you're not going to pay enough. for the experience? Well, no. You don't no. want to pay for the $10 Coca-Cola and no, I $15 happily, popcorn? I will happily pay $30 to watch it on Disney Plus cast on a big screen in the house. And Mama has snacks. And you know, we get our own popcorn. <laughs> and Sam, pick a number between one and six. Uh, four. Ashley gets the first shot. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing very well. Uh, just out of curiosity... Do you prefer Holiday World, Beach Bend, or Kentucky Kingdom tickets? Um, 
going to go with Kentucky Kingdom. Kentucky Kingdom it will be. Okay, here's the water cooler question. More of this is sold on Sundays than any other day of the week. What is it? I'm going to say ice cream. Ice cream. Did either of you all write ice cream? See, that's where I was asking about the specific. How specific did I need to get? Very specific. Ah. Ashley is correct. Ice cream is the correct answer. More sold on Sunday than any other day. Congratulations, Ashley. Princess Tiana is going to get some information from you, okay? Yeah, thank you. I put food. So, I mean, I'm right, right? Uh, No. Mine are more practical. You took the easy way out. Yours yours practical? Yeah. What's that? So, the first one was flowers. But I had breath mints, candy, cough drops, tissues, and pantyhose. <laughs> okay. I see right? why you're... I see Furniture. You're, you, yours, yours are more before church. The correct answer is more after church. Okay. You were going breath mints, pantyhose, like oh, all that's getting ready for church. Yeah. C- correct? Yeah. Is that why your thinking was that? Let's see. What else must you know before we go today? Oh, Sam, we didn't win an ESPY. No. Sorry. If you, in case you were banking yeah, no, on we, winning an uh, SB. I think they forgot our invitation got lost in the mail and we didn't show up. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's son and Martin Lawrence's daughter are dating. Oh. So two of the greatest comedians. Uh, Eddie Murphy is on a different planetary level than Martin Lawrence. But Martin Lawrence is good. He's funny. He's funny. My and he's, he's good. But this is kind of like... Amy Farrah Fowler and Sheldon Cooper having a child who goes back to one of those categories we were talking about earlier. Wouldn't it be funny if these two started a family and their children were the least funny people on earth? <laughs> it was like it would cancel They're like ca- cancel each other out somehow. <laughs> and then lastly, Novak Djokovic wins Wimbledon, wins his 20th Grand Slam title, and eats grass at the end. So I don't know if this is like... Indy 500 winners mm-hmm. drinking the milk. And kissing the bricks. And kissing the bricks. And But Novak Djokovic, he eats grass as he has done when he's won Wimbledon before. Sam, is this okay? Sure. You know what? You yeah. win something like that, you can do whatever you want. I mean, right. Les Miles, former LSU coach, he'd always eat grass before I, games. I've seen dogs eat grass, and it usually says something bad. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, Novak, you might need to see a doctor. You might need some different nutrition. We gotta get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Isn't girls saying, I can't even? Just the modern equivalent of their grandmother saying, well, I never. <laughs> Maybe. I can't even. And, I can't even. Well, well I never. <laughs> Which is more a more modern version of Land Sakes Alive. I agree with all that. Land Sakes Alive. <laughs> On TV tonight, uh, for those of you who are inclined, the All-Star Game is on ESPN. Home Run Derby. Yeah, sorry. The All-Star Game's tomorrow night, also on ESPN. Yes? Mm, Fox, I think. Fox has it tomorrow night. Usually Fox has the All-Star Game. I'm not entirely sure. Live from Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. So they're using the juice baseballs. Mm -hmm. And you got Shohei. I don't think I can bet against him. Well, I, like I said, the the kicker in there is the thin air. You know, that I don't know if Shohei's used to that. I mean, because it takes a lot more energy to expend to get through it. True, but we're going to um, see some real moonshots. I mean, we, it, we may see some 500-foot, you know, 600-foot. I don't, I don't know. Exactly. By I mean, the way, I did finally catch up on the match over the weekend. I had to record it because we were, we were traveling. But I did get to see the Bill yeah, Nicholson, Tom hated, Brady. I did it on like a... What was it a Tuesday night? Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, I hated that they because I watched the other ones, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron. And Rogers. See, I don't really like Bryson. So did, did Bryson become more likable after watching him? He, he, I will tell you, he was not less likable. Okay, so it, it probably helped helped his cause. Uh, but it's kind of a weird he and Aaron Rodgers together. You know, there's a lot going on with the two of them right well, now. I so. did see the clip when they were asking him. So, where are you playing football next year? Yeah, yeah. especially Charles Barkley was trying to dig in on what's going on with that deal. On PBS tonight, the season two premiere 
of Antiques Roadshow Recut. Um, I I know the original. I didn't know that there was a recut. I didn't see the first cut, so I feel like I'm behind. <laughs> On AMC, The Beast Must Die. It's a premiere of some kind of show. I don't know. Uh, on Discovery, Shark Week continues. Air Jaws going for gold. And, uh, of course, as I mentioned, the Home Run Derby. Is that Love Island show again tonight? Do you know? Um, I think it's tomorrow night. Okay. Because it was on again last night. I'm like, this show's on every night. Um, almost. But no, I and think we didn't get to night. watch Big Brother. So no yeah. spoilers. We have to oh, fi- we're going to have to yeah. figure out a strategy on how we're going yeah. to do that. Kind of hard when you have a small kid. That's right. She wins. Today's highlight in history, this date 19... She doesn't want to watch Big Brother. Today's highlight... She got a big brother of her own. Today's highlight in history, this date 1984, Democratic presidential candidate Walter F. Mondale announced his choice of Geraldine Ferraro of New York to be his running mate. In 1862, during the Civil War, President Lincoln signed a bill authorizing the Army Medal of Honor. First Etch-A-Sketch was introduced to the public this date 1960. The Rolling Stones played their first ever gig this date in 1962. The Beach Boys single California Girls was released this date in 1965. Bill Cosby is 84 today. Hmm. Apparently if, he wants to go on tour, right? If I were the cause, I think I would lay low. Yeah. Unless, unless he's blown through his fortune that he's sitting on. Even then. Ooh. Richard Simmons, uh, well, Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac is 78 today. Richard Simmons is 73. (laughs) I have a recommendation for the perfect birthday gift for Richard Simmons. A full set of shorts. Like, get him a pair of shorts. He's finally advanced to that age, surely, hasn't he? Brian Grazer is 70. Cheryl Ladd is 70. uh, Sandy Patty is 65. Christy Yamaguchi is 50. And Matt Cook from the TV show Man with a Plan. I saw this. Uh, who's Matt Cook? Matt Cook is the one who plays Lowell on Man with a Plan. So funny. He is, he is so funny. funny. That's right. 37 he is I don't is know that today. show. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's pretty good. It's uh, Kevin Nealon and... Uh, What's that on? CBS. CBS. Yeah, no, I... Henry David Thoreau. A lot of good gone-but-not-forgotten's today. Henry David Thoreau in 1817. George Eastman in 1854. George Washington Carver in 1864. Louis Mayer in 1884. Oscar Hammerstein II in 1895. Milton Berle in 1908. And the second drummer for KISS, Eric Carr, born this date in 1950. He died of cancer back in 1991. I just finished The Kistery from A&E. If you get a chance to watch it, it's a, it's a four-hour documentary on... Uh, the group Kiss, and it's phenomenal. Is it? Yeah. I was going to say, I saw a, a preview or something along the lines of it for that. It's good. Good. Meat. Good. <laughs> He's I also, can finish that up. He's also way. on Man with a Plan, <laughs> so not just Kevin Neal. Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Let's see if we can find no, a chart, I know Matt LeBlanc chart topper. Kevin Nealon is his elder, so that's why I gave him top billing over... Matt LeBlanc. 1956, Elvis Aaron Presley, number one, with Hound Dog. This might be my favorite of his. You know it's not my favorite of his. Because you ain't no friend of mine. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's what the song says. Yeah, 1965, The Stones, number one. Another good one. some good chart toppers today and not enough time to get them cleared for you let's go to i always like this from 1974 the hughes corporation don't rock the boat baby rock the boat don't rock the boat baby rock the boat don't tip the boat over it's good (laughs) advice it really is i mean really one of the better public service announcements in song should they start rocking the boat down at lake barkley though I mean, I'll bet, point, they tr- I bet they tried that. Did they? I think what ran them aground was too much conga line. <laughs> I mean, if there's any place for a good conga line, it's on Lake Barkley. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. On a Friday afternoon in early July. Kaja Gugu, number one in 83, but too shy. 
There's some hot hairstyles in that video there. Are you sad we're not going to get to Billy Ray Cyrus' achy, breaky heart, Ooh, number God. one in 92? Kentucky's own. Mm-hmm. Flatwoods, right? I think that's right. Something like that. Pop, Sync, number one in 2001. California Girls, number one, 11 years ago today by wow. Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg. Love, but two years ago today, and if you're by yourself, no Blanco worries. Brown, number one. Just follow with me. one of my Don't favorites. Sam, can you do this dance? I can't do any dance. I can barely do the chicken dance. <laughs> All right. Very good. Not the cha-cha slide even? Can you do the electric maybe boogie? Out. Maybe break I mean, out you've the, had the cha-cha 30, slide. 30 to 40 years to get the electric boogie lined out. So, All right. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Never cut what you can untie. Never cut what you can untie. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.